All right, so now that we've learned a bit about methods, let's go ahead and apply this new knowledge to our program that we wrote um, in a previous episode. So right now our code over here is very much um, just kind of procedural, um, which is fine, you know, especially if we're getting started. But if we want to like reuse any of this code uh, as it stands right now, we're going to have to like copy and paste that code in different sections of our program as it executes if we want to rerun things. Um, for example, if we wanted to show like the menu options a few times, we'd have to copy uh, this code inside of here, inside of this unless statement, and reshow it to the user a bunch of times. So uh, a better way to do this is to break these this code or these lines up into um, methods that can be called um, time and time again so that we don't have to duplicate our code all throughout our program. So let's go ahead and get started um, by simply first just starting right here at the first line. We're going to disregard uh, these first three lines for now. We're going to start right here on line five here with this first put statement. So let's uh, extract this out into a method of its own. Okay, so what I'm going to do is the first thing here is above line five, I'm going to, whoops, not below it, above it, I'm going to say def, which is the keyword used to um, declare a method or define a method as we saw in the previous video. So def, and then let's name this method uh, welcome message. Okay, just like that. And now here, uh, we want to tab this over because this is going to be uh, the body of our welcome message uh, method. And then let's just end this off for now and add a line right here. Okay, so that's our first method that we've created. Now let's put our attention over here to these next lines. Okay, so the next lines I want to put into a method of their own are going to be these three lines here, lines nine, uh, lines nine 10, and 11. Um, so what I'm going to do here is let's above here, let's define a new method and let's call it uh, prompt user for email. Okay. And then let's go ahead and make sure to uh, indent what will be our method body here. Okay. And then make sure to end our method definition with the end keyword. Now this local variable here that we're using for user email equals the results of calling git.trump, we're going to uh, get rid of the uh, uh, local variable here. So I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of here, just like that, because what we're going to do is first we're going to define all of our methods in the top portion of our program file here. And then at the bottom, we're going to call all those methods um, in the order needed to present our program properly to the user so they can interact with it. And now this prompt user for email method here, the return value from this method is going to be the result of gets.chomp right here. So later on, we'll see when we go to call this prompt user for email um, method, we will save the result of that to that local variable that we just um, removed from the method body here, the user underscore email local variable. So uh, we'll, we'll see that come back later on. Uh, but now let's continue on here and uh, start working through um, the rest of this code here and extracting some methods. Okay, so this next chunk here, uh, we're going to wrap in a method and we're actually going to change it around a little bit here. So let's call this, uh, let's above here, let's say def verify user email, okay? And then we're gonna want this to take an argument of the uh, user email, okay? So that'll do that. And then let's go down here, oops, 
uh, where am I at? 22. We need to go to line 22. Uh, let's go ahead and make sure to end off our method definition here. And then we need to uh, make sure to indent all of this stuff uh, right here. So let's go ahead and highlight all this and tab it over. Okay. Now we're going to change this method around a little bit. Um, we're going to worry about getting the password from a different method. So what I'm going to do right now is simply delete these two lines out of here. I'm also going to delete this else clause. Okay. And now we need to modify our if uh, check right here because we only want to output this message and exit the program if the user email argument that is coming into this method is not equal to the email constant that is defined at the top of this program file. So to change this around, I'm just going to simply change this first equal sign in this comparison operator to bang, which indicates not equals. So if the user email uh, that's coming in here is an argument to the method, if that is not equal to this email constant, which is again defined at the top here. So if these two values are not equal, we'll print out the invalid email message and exit our program. Okay, so that takes care of uh, getting our user email and verifying our user email. Now let's move on to the password section. Okay, so below here, let's make a new method called prompt user for email. Okay, and then let's make sure to end off that method definition. And then in the body of the method here, we want to uh, say print enter password oops and we'll do a colon and we'll add a space there and then we want to just say gets.chomp right here okay so again we'll print out this message we'll wait for input from the user when we get that input we'll chomp we'll call chomp on that input and then the what the value that is left there is what is going to be returned from this method so uh, later on again when we uh, get to the bottom of this and we start calling all these methods, we can save the return value from this method to a local variable called something like user password so that we can use it uh, later on or actually in this next method that we're going to write right here where we uh, cover uh, verifying or validating the uh, password that the user has submitted to us. Similar to what we did right here, uh, we're going to make a, a similar method for verify user password. So I'm just going to define that method here, def verify user password okay and that will need to take in a user password and you can just call this argument password if you wanted to and then let's go ahead and make sure to end that and then um, inside of our method body here uh, we want to say uh, very much like we did here if user password is not equal to password then we want to send the message of puts invalid password. Okay, and then make sure to exit our program. Sorry, not end, exit. And then let me make sure to tab that over correctly. Now we want to end that if conditional here. And we've ended our method, so we're good there. And then let's go ahead and put some space here between these. Okay, so now what we can do is we can start breaking this uh, conditional check apart because we don't need to do this check any longer because we're doing that here. So now is what we, uh, we want to uh, probably pull out some sort of um, display menu method here and put this uh, code inside of it. So let's first start changing around some of this. I think uh, we'll make two methods here. Uh, I'm going to put a line break in between these two puts lines and the remainder of this uh, stuff 
uh, code inside this L, uh, uh, MLS clause. And I'm actually going to change, get rid of this whole line uh, completely. Again, because we don't need to do this check any longer, we're doing it here. And you'll see uh, at the end of this when we start putting together our method calls to create our program, we can use the return values as arguments uh, to fill in this chunk of code here. So this unless line, I'm just going to go ahead and get rid of it for now. And we'll change it to a new method here. And let's say def greet user. And then let's take in uh, user email as an argument. And then we'll uh, inside this method body here, we'll print out the message hello user email, and then we'll ask them uh, what they would like to do, and we'll just simply end right there. And now, these next few put statements here, uh, I'm going to put a line break between uh, where we call gets.chomp and assign to this local variable in these put statements, because I think these uh, are good candidates for their own method. This can be the menu uh, options method that I was mentioning a moment ago. So we'll say def menu underscore options. Okay, and it'll just simply be just this stuff here. And we'll make sure to end off our method definition. Okay, great. And now let's make some sort of method to uh, to get the selection from the user. So let's just make a method called uh, def get user uh, menu selection. Okay, and then actually what we will do is we will just use this code here. We will get rid of the local variable because uh, we're not going to be able to use this local variable outside of this method. We would need to assign the return value from this method to this local variable to get a similar um, kind of effect here. So I'm just going to delete that uh, local variable assignment part. So get user menu selection is just going to be the result of calling gets.chomp. Um, we will just simply do call this method after we call the menu options method, which displays the options to the user. Okay, so combing through the rest of this, we no longer need this else condition here uh, because we are handling this case right here now inside of the verify user password method. So we can just go ahead and delete this chunk of code. Oops, uh, let's go ahead and delete these. Sorry. Okay, we'll delete those. Now we are left with uh, our big case statement here that we can convert to a method of its own. And let's do that now. Let's maybe call this one uh, def handle user selection. Okay, and that will take an argument of the user selection, just like that. And then let's make sure to uh, end off that method definition before we forget. So this, that method definition is going, is going to wrap our entire case statement here. So let's indent the case statement code uh, inside of our method body here so it's a little bit easier to read. And now what we can do is we can start pulling out uh, methods uh, from each of these chunks of code um, so that we can, uh, if we ever needed to, we can recall them and reuse them in different ways in the future. So let's get started here just by looking at this first uh, chunk of code. Okay, so for this chunk of code, I'm kind of thinking of maybe uh, let's just cut it out of here real quick, and then let's just say uh, we'll have a method called set new service name. Okay, and then we need to define this method. Uh, let's just come down here, and we will say def set new service name, and we will paste in the code that we cut out of there a moment ago. Make sure to end off our method definition, and we will uh, get our indentation right here. Now, when we call this method, 
It's going to print uh, this message out to the user. We are going to listen, uh, for, uh, wait for the user to enter some service name. We're going to assign that to a local variable here, and then we're going to use that to set a new key in our password vault hash. Now, uh, I think we're going to need this new service name later on uh, to set the uh, username and password as we're doing here in these two chunks. So what we can do is uh, as the last expression in this method body, we can simply say new service which will return us the service that the user entered right here, okay? Now, one thing I wanna make sure to do here um, in the first iteration of this code, we actually have a bug um, because if we keep the code as is right here, this new service is coming in as a string, but later on, if we want to go retrieve that service, we see that uh, we are calling to sim on the service name that would be passed in, but if we add some services, the keys in our password vault hash will be strings. So when we go to uh, enter something on the command line as a service that we want to get the credentials for and we convert it to assemble, it's not going to exist because the key in the uh, password vault hash is a string and we're trying to use assemble to access it and that is not going to work. So uh, I think what we want to do is uh, let's just convert everything to symbols all the time. So right here, we'll just say new service dot to sim right there. And we'll do the same um, in these other places as well. Okay, so now let's turn our attention uh, here to this next chunk of code. Okay, so let's, uh, oh, actually first, remember we're returning the new service. So let's actually assign um, the return value from this method to a local variable first. And let's just call it um, new service equals the result of calling this method. Okay, and now let's, uh, let's look at extracting this chunk of code into a method of its own. So I'm just gonna highlight it. I'm going to cut it out of here and then think of a method name to uh, represent that chunk of code. So let's say we want it to be set uh, username for and then uh, some service. So in this case, we'll pass in the, the new service that we uh, stored in a, the local variable right here. And then down here, let's make that method. So we'll say def set username for and then uh, the argument here will just be service. Okay, and let's make sure to end that off. And then in our method body here, we will paste in the code from before. So let's walk through this and make sure we have everything uh, lined up here. So this, going, this method is going to print out this message to the user. It is going to uh, assign the return value of, or the result of calling gets.chomp to this local variable called new service username. And then we are going to uh, key into our password vault hash. Uh, we don't want to use new service here. We want to uh, use this argument that we're passing in or that we're naming for this method. So we'll get rid of that new portion. And then uh, we will set the key for username to uh, this uh, local variable here, what this references. So whatever the user inputs right here, whatever we get out of that will be assigned to this local variable. And then we're going to set uh, these keys to that to that value. Now, again, we want to make sure uh, here for this service 
that we're using to sim right here instead of uh, doing it to a key all the time. And we could also go ahead and while we're here, let's go ahead and just change this as well. Let's just replace this with a string uh, with a symbol just like this so that we're using symbols everywhere. Okay, so this looks good. And now we should be good up here. Uh, let's go ahead and clean up this space here. And let's move on to this section of code uh, where we're setting the password for the user. Okay, so similar to as we did uh, in the previous chunk of code, I think what we'll do is we'll just grab this. Uh, let's cut it out of here. Uh, let's clean up this extra line here. And then let's make a similar method called set password for. And then we'll say we'll pass in the service, the new service. Okay. And then now we'll come down here and define that um, method here. So we'll say def set password for. And then this will take an argument of a service. Okay, let's end off our method and then let's paste in that code. And let's make sure we have everything matching here as well. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to print this message to the user. Then we are going to await for them to input something. Uh, so we'll call gets.chomp. And then we're going to assign the result of calling those two methods to this new service password uh, local variable. Then we're going to key into our password vault based off of the service that's being passed in here. So again, we'd want to get rid of this new underscore part. And we also want to uh, make sure to convert this to a symbol. While we're here, we're going to also convert this uh, portion to a symbol. So I'll go ahead and get rid of the quotes around that. And then we will still assign that uh, all these keys here. We'll assign that to this value of the new service password local variable that we assigned here. Okay, so that looks good for that part. Um, this should be good for this first case. So now I think we can move on to the second case of retrieving credentials for the user or for the service. Okay, so for this next part here, let's see, I think I, I let's just grab, let's copy all of this. Okay, and then uh, requested service name. Uh, actually, let's get rid of this right here. Uh, this is what we want to assign to a method here. So let's uh, let's say we have a method called retrieve uh, service name. Okay, and then let's go define this method down below here. So retrieve service name. Okay, and that's the body of this method is going to have this code in it right here. Uh, but we need to clean up a couple things. We don't want to do this uh, local variable assignment right here. We just want to return from this method the value of gets.chomp for when the re, uh, user responds to this message here. So retrieve service name. So we have this message written in this method body. Uh, that means we do not need it here any longer. Okay, so we've saved the name of the service to this local variable here. Um, now, I think the next piece we want to work on is this line here. Let's extract this into a method of its own. Let's say, uh, let's cut this and let's say we have a method called um, retrieve service credentials. So retrieve service credentials, just like that. And we will assign the result of this method to uh, this credentials local variable here so that we can use it later on. Now we need to define that method. So we'll say def retrieve service credentials. And actually let's uh, let's clean this, uh, make this a little bit 
uh, more readable and say retrieve service credentials for, and that's going to take an argument of some service. And let's end this off. And before we get too far, let's go ahead and remember uh, to come back up here and change this method call here. So retrieve service credentials for, and then we want to pass in this uh, local variable here as the argument. So requested service name goes in there. And then in our method body down here, let's go ahead and paste in this code and check it to make sure everything is correct, which it is not. So we need to clean up this uh, variable here so that it matches the name of the argument being passed in to the method right here so that we can use it. Okay, so that looks good there. So that is going to the service name that's passed in here. And maybe we, maybe we just call this service name just so it's a little bit clearer and we'll change this to be service name as well. So the service name that's passed in, we're going to use that to key into our password vault hash to get the nested hash of the username and password credentials for that service back out. So now that we have that done, we can come back up here and then we can extract this chunk of code into a method of its own. So, oops, let's go ahead and grab this code out of here and just delete it. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll cut it out of there. And then let's write a new method here. Let's say uh, it's called display service credentials. Okay, and that will take in the credentials local variable that we assigned here so that this method can use it inside of it. So now, Let's come down here and define that method. Uh, display service credentials, and it needs to take an argument. We'll call it credentials. And then our method body will paste in this code here. And then let's double check it to make sure uh, that this all works out. Now we want to output this message here. So we actually need another argument in this method for the service name. So I'm just going to change this uh, variable to be service name. And then I'll come, uh, let's see, over here. And I'll add in another argument here for service name. Okay, separate those with commas. Okay, so here are the credentials for service name. Okay, and then we'll get the credentials, iterate over them, and print out the keys and values for them. Now, where we call this display service credentials method, we need to make sure to now uh, pass in, oops, I'm sorry pass in also the service name, which we can do easily because we've saved off that uh, value of the service name to this local variable here. So we can just uh, copy that variable name and then inside here we can just paste it in in front, separate those with the commas, and now we should be good to go there. Um, and now the last thing we can do is we could, we could leave this as is, um, but since we're, you know, trying to get used to methods and practice using methods more, let's go ahead and extract this code uh, to a method of its own as well. So let's uh, cut this out of here and let's just say we have a method called exit uh, program. And now we can't simply say exit because exit is a keyword in Ruby. So, we, but we can say exit program and then we can come down here and def, uh, define that exit program method. Exit program and then we can paste in the code we had right there in that when uh, clause and then we can go ahead and fix our indentation here and save all of this off and now let's go back to the top of our code here and um, let's kind of look at how it looks now it seems a lot to me uh, seems 
much more readable and because things are broken out into small methods that can be reused and that's the other bonus here of doing uh of refactoring to use or refactoring all of our code to uh into methods is that now we can reuse chunks of our code as many times as we want in any place that we want which is you know a very much a win for us so now we just need to assemble our method calls uh, together at the bottom of our program so that we can actually run our program and uh, present it to the user as we previously previously were. Because as it stands right now, uh, if we were to run this program, nothing would happen because uh, all we're doing is just defining constants and methods in this program file. Now we need to actually use these methods or call these methods. So let's do that next. Okay, so at the bottom here, uh, I'll give us a little bit of extra space so we can see the difference, or you know, easily see that uh, in this top portion is where we're defining all our methods, and at the bottom here is where we're actually assembling our program or calling our methods how we'd like our program to execute. So the first thing we want to do is when the user runs uh, our program, we want to welcome them, uh, welcome them to the program. So we can do that just by calling our welcome message method. So if we grab this. And then we come back to the bottom here. We can simply paste that. And let's just save this. And now let's hop over into our terminal and run our program and see what we get. Okay, so back over in our terminal to run our program, we call on our Ruby interpreter and then we pass it the name of the uh, program file that we would like it to run. In our case, it is the nunshallpass.rb file. So if we hit enter on this now, we should see our welcome message and that's it. Things are good. Now let's start building up on this method by method and working back to the program that we had before. Okay, so the next thing we wanna do is we wanna prompt the user for their email address. Okay, and if you recall, scrolling back up, we have a method for that. Just underneath the welcome message, we have this prompt user for email uh, method. So we can go ahead and copy that and we can come down to the bottom here. Now, actually, before we go to the bottom, let's, re let's recall and walk through what this method is going to do. So it's going to output these two messages to the user, and then it's going to uh, wait for their input, and then call chomp on that input. And then since this is the last line that runs in this method, the result of these two method calls is what is going to be the return value from this method. So this will be our cleaned up uh, user email address. So uh, what we would probably want to do here is we probably probably would like to save that email address to a local variable so that we can use it later on in our program because as we see we're going to need to use it right here to verify that, that the email matches the constant email that we've defined up here. So with that in mind let's go ahead and uh, we can just copy this method definition or this method name right here and we can come to the bottom of our program here and then after we show the welcome message let's go ahead and paste uh, that method call in and then we can save it to a local variable. We'll just say user email equals uh, the result of calling that method. And now let's save this and go back to our terminal and run our program now and see where we are. Okay, so now if we go back into our terminal here and we hit enter, we actually see, uh, I believe I have an error in my code here because we should see enter email. Uh, actually, we should see please sign in to continue, enter email, but instead we see enter password and that is because I have the same method defined twice now when you do something like this um, the method that is defined later in the program file uh, is the one that will have um, that will be executed when you call it now this should have been prompt user for password uh, so hopefully you caught that 
um, during the first half of the video. I'm going to leave this in because it's a great example of seeing the er some of the errors that can happen, especially with copy and pasting um, or like relying on uh, the your editor to give you prompts. Really make sure to take the time to read those. So now with that fixed, let's go back over to our terminal here again. I'm just going to enter a bunch of nonsense and clear it out. Let's rerun this again and let's see what we get. So this time, now that we've uh, renamed that other method, now we get the correct output. So please sign in to continue. And it wants us to enter an email. We can enter an email and then nothing happens because we're not handling that um, going forward. We're not checking to see if that email is uh, valid yet. So let's do that next. Okay, so now back over in our uh, program, uh, we need to verify the user email, this method right here. Okay. So what we can do here is we can come down here and say verify user email. You see now we get the prompts here. Let's go ahead and make sure to check that we're checking the right one here. Verify user email. Now this method takes an argument, a user email argument. So we've conveniently made this local variable for the user email, which is the result of calling gets.chomp when, when we prompted the user to enter the email. So we can simply pass that in as our argument here, user email, just like this. Okay. So now if we go back to our terminal and run our program, if we enter a bunch of nonsense, we see the invalid email message in our program exits, which is perfect. That's what this, uh, that method should do. Uh, as we see here, uh, let's see, verify user email right here. If the user email that comes in as an argument is not equal to the email constant here, we simply output that message and exit the program. So now what we can do is uh, we can call this method to prompt the user for the password. And we can do this now because of the previous code. So if these method, if this comparison fails and we exit the program, any code after this method call is not going to be run. We exit the program and that's, that's it. So um, and if it does check out, then our program will continue to execute the next code after this method call. So the next thing we want to do is we want to prompt the user for the password. Okay, so now we can come down here, we can say prompt user for password right here, just like that. And now uh, we probably want to save the result of this to a new local variable, because let's go look at our method again, see what it does. Prompt user for password, very much like prompt user for email. It shows them a message and then it uh, returns to us the value of gets.chomp. That's the return value from this method. So we want to save that. So back down here, we can say user password, for example. We'll make a new local variable just like this. And that will be that. So now uh, we should be able to go back here if we run our program and we enter the correct email, uh, column at example com. Now we should be prompted for the password. Perfect. We can hit enter whatever again right here because we're not handling this right now. But let's do this next. So next we want to verify that the user has entered the correct password. So we can call this method next. So we can say verify user password. And then that method takes an argument which we have conveniently saved for ourselves already on the previous line of user underscore password. Just like that. If we save that. And we go back over to our terminal and run our program. Let's log in correctly. Colonnexample.com, enter the password, we'll enter the wrong one. We get invalid password and our program exits. So this is great. Let's continue on now. So conveniently, this is kind of working out nicely that we can just kind of go down 
uh, the order in which we've defined these methods in and kind of call them since we refactored our program as it was into method calls. Uh, so it's working out quite nice. This won't always be the case, um, but it's working out for us right now, which is great. So the next thing we want to do is we want to greet the user and ask them what they would like to do. So let's call that method next. We'll come down to the bottom here. Oops, get rid of that. Uh, let's do um, greet user. Okay, and then that takes in an argument of their email. Okay, user email. So let's make sure to pass that in. And we can do that because we have that saved right here. So we can say user email, just like this. Okay, so let's save that and go back to our terminal, clear it out, we'll run our program again. We'll log in correctly this time as well. Conexample.com, uh, but let's put in the right password this time. So go skate. And now we see, hello, we get greeted with our email address and then we get prompted with the question, what would we like to do? Now we wanna show the user the menu, which we can easily do because we have this handy uh, menu options method here. So we can just call this method to display those. So down here we can say menu options, just like that. If we save that and we re uh, rerun our program again, colon at example.com, and then we'll enter the proper password here. We see that we get greeted, we get asked the question, and then we get shown the uh, list of menu options. So things are looking good here. Let's carry on with this and finish it out. So now the next thing we want to do is we want to make sure to get the uh, menu selection from the user. So we'll call this get user menu selection method. We'll call this next get user menu selection. We'll just call that method just like so. And let's look at that method. That method just simply calls gets.chomp. So we need to uh, save that return value off so that we can use it. So let's make a local variable called user selection and assign it equal to the return value from that method. Now, uh, we need to handle the user selection. So we can call this handy handle user selection method that we uh, created and pass in that user selection here. So let's do that. Come down here, we'll say uh, handle user selection. Okay, and then we'll make sure to pass in the user selection local variable as the argument to that method. Okay, just like that. Now let's go run our program and we still have this um, one starting credential, uh, our service and credential uh, set up here. So let's let's go ahead and uh, use our program and let's see if we can access this uh, credential now and check and see if we have any bugs here. So we'll save that, we'll go back to our terminal here. Let's rerun our program, let's log in, colon at example.com. We'll enter in the correct password of GoSkate. We get shown our menu. Let's say we want option two. So now we hit option two and we see that we get prompted for enter the name of the service you wish to access credentials for. Uh, the name of that service is AWS. Okay, and now we see that we get uh, the credentials printed back out to us. So this is looking good. Uh, let's rerun our program and let's see if we can add a new credential uh, over here. So let's do our program again. We'll log in, example.com. Okay, we'll go skate is our password. Now we'll select one, we wanna add a new service. So we get prompted to enter the name of the service. Uh, let's just say Google. And then the username for this service will be, oh, I don't know, uh, we'll just say uh, Colin. And the password will be ASDF, ASDF, hit enter. No errors, uh, but we see that our program just does handle, get, takes that input and ends. 
um, because in the uh, first case, when uh, one is the user selection, we're just getting the service name, setting the password, setting the um, uh, you, the setting the username and setting the password for the services, and that's it. We're not doing anything else here. But now we're going to see some nice things about uh, methods here. Is again, like I mentioned it before, but the reusability. We have these two methods: retrieve service credentials for and display service credentials. Uh, we can use these up here if we wanted to, for after a user adds a new service before our program exits. We could use those two methods to redisplay them back to our user. So. I'm going to leave that as an exercise for you to do on your own to implement that feature right now uh, see if you can figure that out. So now just as a last check, uh, let's make sure that we can actually exit our program properly. So let's go back to our terminal here. We'll run our program again, log in, calling at example.com. We'll enter our password here, go skate, just like that. And now option three should give us that message and exit the program. Exiting the program goodbye and now we're out so great so we've done a nice refactoring uh, for our program here it's all now been broken out into really small methods uh, with the exception of this handle user selection one uh, it's a bit of a big uh, method here and it calls out to other methods but uh, the, our code is a lot more reusable now than it was uh, previously uh, with the initial implementation of our uh, program here so this is great and now, uh, as we get into the next section here, which is where we're going to talk, uh, touch on blocks, I'm going to show you, to end out this video, uh, a really great use case for blocks with something like this. So let's say, for example, we wanted the user to stay in, you know, able to interact with our program until they said they wanted to exit it, right? Uh, right now, one way to do it would just be to, uh, after the user, you know, after we, they log in and we greet them and all that, these lines of code here, where we show them the menu options, get their selection and handle the selection, we could copy these you know, a bunch of times um, and just paste them in, but that's limiting us to, uh, you know, or limiting the user to only being able to interact with our program however many times we recall these three uh, methods here, right? Now, as I just said, the next section we're going to get into blocks, and what I'm going to show you right here is uh, going to be a nice lead-in into that. So one thing we could do instead of doing this is there's a method in Ruby called loop. Uh, there's several types of loops, but we're just going to look at the loop method itself for right now. So the loop method, the way it works is you call loop, and then you pass loop a block. So in this uh, case, we'll use the do end syntax here since we have three lines of code that we want to run inside of a loop. So we'll say loop do, and then we need to end our block with the end keyword, and then we'll come over, over here and make sure to indent this code properly. Okay, so now if we go back to our terminal, and let's clear this out, let's run our program now. So let's log in correctly. We'll do colonet example.com password is ghostgate okay so now we're at our menu so let's first um, let's just go down them uh, no let's 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 retrieve the AWS one first so let's say we want to retrieve AWS so we'll say option two it will enter the name for that service AWS and now when we do that this time we see that we get our message that we normally see here are the credentials for AWS and then the username and password but now what has happened is we have been shown 
our menu again. And so what's happening here is that the first time we logged into our program, that was all this stuff here. Then when we were initially shown the list of menu options right here, we were inside of our loop already, okay? So if we go look at menu options, uh, where is it at? Right here, that's our menu options, okay? So now we're inside of our loop from uh, this point onward in our program here. So we ran through it once, we listened for a selection, it handled that selection, and then that's where we saw that it printed out our credentials right here. And then once this ended, once this last line ran, it loops around back, back to the start here and starts calling these methods over and over again. And it will do this uh, continuously until we exit our program. So for example, let's continue on. So let's say we want to add a new service right here. Okay, so we'll say one, uh, we'll add a service for Google, okay? And then uh, username will just be Colin, password will be ASDF, ASDF again, okay? We'll hit enter on that. Now it handled our selection and we input uh, the credentials into it. And now it looped back to show us our menu again. So now we can go and retrieve those credentials. So uh, the name of this service is Google. And now we see that it uh, went into our password vault hash and retrieved those credentials for that service and then loop back around again and showed us the menu again. Now, to actually get out of this, we can say three, or enter option three for exit. If we hit enter here, we see that we get our exit message and we are out of our program. So, uh, this is one uh, great way to use a loop with a block and uh, hopefully now you can start to see uh, some of the potential power for blocks, which we're going to dig into more in the next video. So I will see you there.